And now, more Educate on TalkZone.com. Here's Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our ongoing discussion of the challenges first year principals faced. My next guest, like me, is a product of Queens, New York. She holds degrees from Boston College, Queens College, and Brooklyn College. She is in her 16th year as a school administrator, seven years as an assistant principal, and now nine years as a principal. Jennifer Bumford has worked in the New York City schools, the Uniondale School District on Long Island, and now principal of the Brookside School in the in the Baldwin School District, also on Long Island in New York. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be on the show. Hey, I appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, so, so Jennifer, let's let's think back to uh, when you first became principal. What were some of your your fears in taking on a role, and what and and have and did any of those fears uh, bear fruit? Um, in terms of my first principal assignment as a brand new principal. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was an assistant principal for a very long time. You know, seven years is a long time to be an AP. A lot of times that's a position that people hold. They get some experience. They move quickly. They want to become principals. But I was an AP for a very long time, so I felt I know what a principal does. I have a lot of experience. I felt very comfortable in taking on uh, the new role. However, <laughs> it was an eye-opening experience because you do not know how heavy that mantle of leadership is until you wear it. Um, it involved a lot more than um, than I actually thought. Um, you know, one of the things is as an assistant principal, you can be assigned, you know, various areas that kind of come under your umbrella. You may mm-hmm. be um, in charge of, you know, monitoring arrival and dismissal routines. You may be in charge of professional development for, you know, a few grade levels. You may be the one who handles RTI meetings. Um, you may be the one who, you know, just runs any various things from safety meetings to bus drills to, um, you know, any number of things. So, you know, you have your, your focus on those things, but as the principal, you are orchestrating and thinking about and managing the entire um, running of the school, which is which, which takes some getting used to the the idea of thinking about everything, every day, all at once. Excellently, well put. And did you feel as an well as an assistant principal, you always had that fallback on you know if it's the last option, I can always go to the principal for a final decision. Do you feel that difference when you are the principal that it is your final you are the final decision? Yes, absolutely, and that's that's a, a really good point. To be comfortable with decision making. You know, that's something that you know, again, is very difficult because you're right, as an AP, even if you're prepared to make a, a decision and you feel that it's the right one, you can always go to your principal, you know, listen. This is a situation I was thinking about doing this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And you know, you can always have that conversation. Um, you know, as the, the principal, it's really, it's, it's you. You know, you're kind of like the end of the road and you have to make decisions. Some of them are very quick, spur of the moment decisions. Some things need an answer and a reaction right away. Um, and that's something that um, takes some getting used to, that feeling of that ultimate accountability for everything and everyone in the building. It can feel a little bit overwhelming, especially in a large school. 
Mm. Now, did you feel, um, did you feel initially that it affected, this might sound strange, but affected your sleep patterns? Like you had so much on your mind, um, as a new principal that it, you literally, it, you know, um, had to readjust your, you know, your personal time to become more comfortable. Absolutely. You know, the first year was extremely difficult and, and very stressful. It, ex- it affected my sleep, uh, my health. Um, I had a, a, a very, you know, serious deterioration with my health, um, you know, anxiety, panic attacks. It was, mm. yeah, it was, it was kind of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it really took me a while to adjust to um, the, the job. You know, it, it really did. But, uh, you know, it did happen. It did get easier. But initially, it really was a bit of, um, you know, an overwhelming thing. Now, do you feel in, in overcoming it, uh, not only sticking to it and gaining that experience, which helps you become more comfortable, but did you feel that your counterparts within your district principals and other buildings were supportive? And to that end, was those uh, above you in central administration, those who the public almost never sees, did you feel you had that support? <laughs> um, I have had, you know, the, the pleasure and the real honor of always having, um, as a principal, a great team to work with. My assistant principals were always, you know, my right and my left hand. And honestly, without the teams that I've had the pleasure to work with, I wouldn't have been able to do the job. I really owe you know, the success that I've had as a building principal to my assistant principals that, that I got to work with. I, I was lucky. I had really, really great people, and they were a good support system um, for me. Um, you know, support uh, from higher levels in central office varies. Uh, some people are supportive and, you know, are really there and can be a great resource, you know, for you as a principal, mm-hmm. and others not so much. Mm. So do you, now navigating the, I guess, the political climate, um, was that the toughest challenge uh, you faced as a principal, or was it something even more challenging than having to navigate the politics of board of educations, parent groups, uh, central administration? I mean, what of all of that? Because it seems overwhelming. What's the toughest challenge for a principal? Um, yeah, navigating the different um, politicking issues is very difficult. You know, sometimes there seems to be something that's a very clear-cut issue. You know, this is the issue, and this is how it works. And very often other things are interjected into it. You know, we don't want to upset this one. You know, we have to smooth things over with this one. If you say this, it offends the wrong person, and there are other repercussions. So decisions um, sometimes end up being made that are not necessarily based in um, what are sound instructional practices what are sound safety practices? What are the best things in terms of running a building and best for students? There are so many other factors that are involved, and I'm a pretty much straight, I'm a straightforward kind of person. So I don't always think of all those other scenarios behind the scene. I like to think about, well, what's the best thing for the students? What's going to work out best for kids? To me, mm-hmm. you know, Adults, every once in a while, just have to suck it up, you know, because we're here for mm-hmm. kids. And I find it it was difficult to learn that sometimes now we have to consider adult feelings and adult issues um, more often than we're considering 
um, the feelings and the issues that, that come forward with children. And that's an adjustment and a shift in thinking. Mm-hmm. And that was very challenging. I can I can imagine because especially uh, when you're going from a classroom to an AP, you're still it's still overwhelmingly kids first, and then to have to uh, to shift to an environment where um, you have to on occasion cater to adults, uh, that can be disheartening. But do you feel ultimately that the impact that you're having on children far outweighs the uh, the politics or the catering to adults? I do, I do, because it. You know, when it happens, it seems um, so discouraging sometimes that you tend to blow it out of proportion that it happens or you feel that it happens more often than it really does. But the day-to-day job of the principal is you are living in the building with your students and your staff, and it's about doing the best work, you know, day-to-day. And every once in a while, something will happen, and it's you know, you're like, really? I have to deal with that? That's so <laughs> not what I need to be thinking about. I need to be thinking about my kids right now. So, you know, every once in a while, that's kind of a discouraging thing. But, again, it's great to work with a really great team because it helps to refocus you. Um, it's good to bounce ideas off of someone and have someone say, okay, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to move past it. Let's get back to the work at hand. And, you know, it's it's a really, really nice opportunity to have that, you know, team to be supportive of one another. Excellent. Now, now, how supportive are, um, I know some districts only have, you know, one elementary school and, you know, one high school, sometimes a combined junior high, high school. So they don't necessarily have, you know, a cross town um, counterpart they can uh, bounce information off. Um in the setting you worked, you had, you know, four other elementary schools, for example. Um, did you find that the support you had in your building um, on occasion extended to the other buildings as well, where you can, you know, you know, count on them or meet with them to get some ideas or advice? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, in Uniondale, I had a great group of principals that I worked with, and we would very often pick up the phone, you know, is it me or <laughs> did you hear this is am I understanding this correctly or you know what's the way that you're solving this dilemma in your school and not that you know different things work in different buildings but they were a really really great support system of ideas a really talented group of people and you could you know talk to two three uh, principals and kind of get a different spin on different things and it's just more conversation more dialogue and more ideas uh, and it was a really, really nice opportunity. And everyone was very supportive of each other. Yeah, so I could always pick up the phone and speak with any one of my colleagues about an issue. Um, and they were always willing to help. Really supportive. Yeah, I agree with you because I find now there's just... This, the scope of education is just far too broad for us to be experts at um, even a fraction of it. And to know that I can call one building because there's an assistant principal who's expert at uh, autism or I can call another building who has a social worker that's an expert at, you know, um, hyperactivity or I can call this principal who has an expert and, you know, did their dissertation on, you know, assessments. And I just feel that you don't have to be expert at a, a, a lot of things. You really don't have to be expert at any of it as long as you know where the experts are. Do you find that is a is a tactic that you use as well? Absolutely, you know, and that's one of the the challenges or, you know, it's part of the learning curve in being in a new district, the the principal in the new district. I am not yet familiar 
with the administrative unit, my colleagues, to know that kind of information, you know, who's really a mm-hmm. resource for different things. So I'm still getting to know everyone. And, of course, everyone's been so welcoming and supportive. You know, call me if you need anything. You know, they call me and they check in. Um, really a nice group of people. But, you know, as you work with people for years, you get to know um, who really has the expertise in, in what areas. So that's something that I'm still getting to know about my, my new group. Okay, great. And, and in fact, we're going to take a short break. When we return, we'll talk more about uh, your, your new environment. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Educate on TalkZone.com. Back to Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion with our guest, Jennifer Bumford, who is principal of the Brookside School in Baldwin, New York. We are discussing the challenges that first-year principals face. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on TalkZone. Jennifer, right before the break, uh, you began to discuss the differences that you're now experiencing as a experienced principal, but in a new school. Uh, can you share some of the, the new challenges you're facing uh, this time coming from a position of experience? Um, well, one of the things that's so different is it's not necessarily a challenge. It's just having done the job for eight years, I feel very comfortable with the work, with leadership, with making decisions. So those are things that are, are they come easy to me at this time. Um, you know, what's a challenge, and anytime you're in a new environment, is getting to know students, staff, parents, and building relationships with um, new people. You know, as the new person coming to the building, you know, people reflect upon and remember, you know, principal, the principal was there before you, and you get a little bit of, you know, Miss So-and-so always did this. And in the past, we always did it this way. And, you know, it, it's, it's something that takes a little bit of time um, for people to adjust to your personality, which might be a little bit different, um, to embrace whatever changes may be necessary, even though they may be very slight. Change is hard for many people. So it's just about giving people the opportunity to get to know you and build those relationships. So that that's always a challenge in a new environment. Now, now I'm curious because um, knowing change is coming, some people try to, um, in order for them to feel comfortable, they try to, to, to get ahead of the game. Did you find that there were teachers coming to you over the summer just to meet with you briefly, just to get to know you a little bit, or was the summer, you know, you know, quiet ghost town? Um, it was really quiet because in um, in my new district, principals don't really work over the summer. They kind of finish up in June um, and then come back a week before the teachers return at the end of August. So there really isn't the building's not open uh, during the summer. But you know, on the days that I was there, you know, some teachers would come in, pop in just to introduce themselves and have a little bit of conversation. Um, I'm in a unique position that the school that I am principal of now um, is the elementary school where my children went to school. 
Okay. Um, my neighborhood elementary school. So many of the teachers I knew already. They knew me in a different way. However, they knew me as Mrs. Bumford, the parent. So mm-hmm. it's a different dynamic, you know, when the relationship now is, you know, on the principal of the school. But, yeah, a lot of teachers did come in just to say hi and, you know, how are you? You know, ask about the kids and teachers that I didn't really know, you know, wanted to introduce themselves. I guess everyone's curious, you know, what's mm-hmm. the new principal like? Well, I guess it was the committee uh, that... Or the groups of committees you went through when you were hired, were they pretty extensive as far as um, community uh, personnel on the committees and and what have you? Yes, yes. You know, it's an interesting process. There are, um, you know, there's screening with central office, but there's also separate interviews with each stakeholder group. So there are, there's an interview with parents. And then there's a separate interview with teachers, and uh, then there is a separate interview with members of the administrative unit. So you're really interviewing three times, you know, three separate interviews with all of the stakeholder groups, which is something I had not experienced before. You know, normally you may come to an interview and at the table there are representatives from the different stakeholder groups, and you may sit down at a super long table with like 20 Mm -hmm. people there. Um, so this was a little bit different. You know, it was separate interviews with each group. And the reason I ask that is because going into a district where your children uh, grew up and went through the schools and that therefore the teachers know you, um, as leaders in education, you know, there's those parents we can call on for anything and, and they're always there. They, 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 they'll give you their, their shirt off their back. And then there's those parents that are always there that will drive you bananas. So the reason I ask how many committees interviewed you, because it kind of tells you whether you were one of those parents that drove them bananas <laughs> 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 or one of the ones they were welcoming and, and looking forward to having. And I'm sure knowing you that, you know, uh, and the fact that you were able to get the position that, you were one of the ones that, that people were looking forward to having, but it's very unique being a parent and then coming in as the principal. It really is, and I, and I have to say, uh, luckily I was able to be that kind of parent. I was active in the PTA um, at Brookside School when my kids were there. Um, and, you know, I'm just lucky. I'm very fortunate and blessed as a parent that I've got good kids. They're great kids. So it was easy to be not that parent that, you know, they're like, oh, she's here. Like, you know, and you're on the phone. They're like, tell her I'm in a meeting. You know? <laughs> Luckily, I did not have to be that kind of parent. My, my children had great experiences going through schools in Baldwin. So that enabled me to have, you know, warm and collegial relationships with everyone. The the really the only thing I think that was of concern to the committees is that I not currently have children in school. Um when I was interviewing my youngest child was a senior at the mm-hmm. high school and that was the question that came up. So um is your your youngest is graduating in June? <laughs> you know, I think I got asked I said, Yes, yes, she's finishing up. I think it was important to everyone that I was not a current parent in the district, you know, because that can make things a little awkward, say, with colleagues. Mm So, um, you know, my youngest graduated, and then I started. Excellent. Uh, Perfect timing, you would say. Yeah. Uh, Now, now the principal before you, was that a long-serving principal that that retired before you or moved on before you took that position? 
Yes, yeah, she had been there 10 years, um, and she moved on to a position in another district, and then they had an interim principal for one year um, before I came. So there was a little bit of a, um, a transition phase there. Okay. Now, 10 years ago, um, pretty much around the same time where you were making your move into becoming a principal, mm-hmm. um, education has changed so much in just 10 years. So um, how has the position evolved over those years? You know, it's interesting. The position has evolved that there are a lot more administrative things that a principal deals with. You know, I think, you know, 10 years ago, you really were an instructional leader, and that was the crux of your job. You know, a good principal really had to know best classroom practices inside and out. You know, of course, rapport with you know rapport with children, uh, discipline, but it was really about you know the classroom and instruction. You know, the job has broadened it now to include you have to know about budgeting, managing the school budget, money, safety. There are so many different aspects, you know, to the job that, you know, that your knowledge base, uh, the knowledge base of the modern principal at this time really expands to a lot of different things. Um, it truly is. Um, it truly sounds more like you are a CEO because everything that happens in the world, it seems, impacts upon your building. For example, the the fiscal crisis uh, of 2008 um is probably around the same time where you would find that you had to be more fiscally aware and budget conscious. And then, of course, the unfortunate shootings um, in schools. Um, now you now your, your shift and your attention has to become more of a more expert in, in safety. Would you would you say that the, the world around you has impacted your your position in those ways? Oh, absolutely. You know, this at, at Brookside School, where I am now, when my children went to school there, um, they didn't even have a security guard. There was no security guard whatsoever. There were no security guards in the elementary schools. They had a locked front door with a buzzer system. You know, the secretary in the main office could look out the window and see who was there. She would buzz you in. Now all of the elementary schools, you know, do have security, and we're much more security-minded. You know, I have conversations with my teachers about when the weather was warm. You know, I know it's hot. You want to leave those windows open in the classroom. You've got to close your windows, exterior doors. You know, when you go outside, you're taking the children out. We have to keep the doors closed. Everyone really has to be much more um, security conscious. Okay. Now, do, how, are, how do you maintain the balance of being the instructional leader when you have to take on these uh, these new responsibilities, the fiscal side, the security side, do you feel that's taken away from what you would prefer to do, or are you able to manage uh, all of them? You know, I find it easier to manage in my current position simply because it's a much smaller school. And even though it's, I'm a single administrator in the building now, I don't have assistant principals, and I really do miss working with a team. I think that's you know, again, talking about challenges as a new principal, even though I've done this job a long time, I'm very comfortable with it, I do miss my team. I do miss having, um, you know, people to discuss ideas with, as we said before, you know, just kind of maybe share a laugh or a little bit of humor during the day. I miss that working relationship and the team dynamic because, you know, it's just me. And mm-hmm. and, it, and it's a great staff at my new school. They've been very, very welcoming, and I feel really at home there because it is, 
my school, my neighborhood school, and that really helped. But um, I do miss that. But all things are so much easier to manage. The school I'm in now doesn't even have the 300 students. We have about 280, uh, whereas my previous school had close to 800. Mm. Um, so it's a big difference. So even though the job has a lot of facets, it's so much easier to manage when it's on a smaller scale, even though it's just me. Now, now I'm curious, do you have a large uh, ELL population, English language learners? No, not at all. In fact, I have not even one whole ESL teacher. I have a part-time ESL teacher who only comes two periods a day. That's how mm. small the amount of students um, that we have that she's required to service. Um, our population of second language learners really is not that large Yet, you know, and that's a shifting Mm -hmm. demographic in many districts in Long Island, uh, so I fully expect that that, you know, may change. But currently, um, it's a very small amount of students, less than 20 in the whole school. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a change from your previous district. Yes, yes. You know, we had a very, very sizable uh, bilingual and ESL population with a lot of staff servicing the students. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you have one bit of advice to give a first year principal other than don't do it. But one last piece of advice, what would that be? Um, I would definitely say uh, it, it, it takes me back to one of the, the things that I learned, you know, years ago. Um, with Covey, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people. And one of the things, two of the things really important, sharpen the saw. You've got to rest and take care of yourself. Don't let the job wear you down. Don't let the stress wear you down. Make sure that you're getting enough rest and doing whatever you need to to recharge yourself and, you know, to reset. And the other thing is everything is not what it seems. Try not to take things too Personally, sometimes you feel like you're under attack and, you know, that people are trying to hinder your work and, you know, you have to develop a little bit of a thick skin and sometimes you have to realize it's not about me. The the perception of this person is whatever it is and that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me and it makes the job, you know, a lot easier. And, of course, always make decisions based on what's best for kids. Excellent. Uh, we're going to have to end it right there. Uh, we have been speaking with Jennifer Bumford, principal of the Brookside School in Baldwin, New York. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, John. Have a good night. You too. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. Tune in next time as we continue to tackle the truth behind schoolhouse doors. Mm-hmm.